two for Evil Dead, please? That'll be two dollars. All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Since Sawain is happening later this week, aka All Hallows Eve, aka Halloween, aka The Devil's Briss, we here at the Against All Oddities office complex decided that it was paramount to discuss one of our favorite oddities, dressing up in costumes for no real reason. As you may or may not know, all three of us brothers happen to be federally certified costume aficionados. And we believe that it is our solemn duty to help you get dressed for this year's decorative gourd season. Also, we put up pictures of some of our favorite costumes that we discuss in this episode on our website, dorfyou.com. So make sure you click over to dorfyou.com and click on the podcast link in the menu. We put up a gallery of some of our greatest costume hits to supplement your podcast experience. So dust off those cobwebs, prepare the werewolf fog, and don't forget to completely remove the heads of your dead. This is Against All Oddities. Chris, you go, oh, that's you. And then Aww. Nate, you go, oh, oh, costumes, costumes, uh, <laughs> Halloween. Uh, <laughs> you guys suck at this. <laughs> so yeah, okay, yeah, so this is like a costume, but it's also a Halloween episode because this will come out the week before Halloween. And Halloween. so all the costumes, all the, all the dummies who can't can't figure out a costume can look so, to our expert advice to like guide them through the darkness right but we're not limited to just halloween costumes because some of your best ones were done professionally not from well, halloween all of the costumes and i've been making a list of them i've got like a dozen just from the top of my head all of them could be used during halloween it's not like halloween is specifically like stuck with like sexy cat <laughs> or like Is stupid vampire costumes chris no but i really should that's like kind of a really solid play for like a kind of a, a large or... middle-aged white man sexy cat is actually probably <laughs> that'd be pretty funny yeah. i bet there's a website dedicated to, to that. <laughs> yeah, you can make a lot of money on Chris's fan page or whatever. One one costume I did, like I did with a friend of mine, um, and it wasn't even a Halloween. It wasn't even a party. We just decided to hit the town in costume. So we went as like a, a Scandinavian metal band, and yeah, we just like hit good. like three different parties wearing wigs and like a full get up. Just 
and no one i i mean people all knew us so they just thought we were stupid but but that's also you like a good part of a costume is that uh if you sell it hard enough, it doesn't matter how crappy doesn't the costume matter. is. It doesn't matter how crappy it is. It doesn't matter when it is. It's going to be a Tuesday. Yeah, uh, if you can sell it, you win. Chris, <clears throat> so you're the most experienced costume guy here. You want to explain why that is and why you why I'm the have most a new costume every year that's over the top? So I work for an art school in rural... Uh, Maine, and uh, it it it's been around for seventy five years, and there's always been a costume party, and well, I don't know, always, but it seems like looking through the archives, it seems like there always has. It's a big part of the culture up there. So yearly, I have to come up with a very um, intense costume, only because artists are fairly competitive and like to um, out costume each other, and. Since I know I'm going to have to do it every year because I'm a staff member, I just um, collect it. So currently, um, in my studio in Maine, I have a uh, four-foot by two-foot tub, a plastic Tupperware tub that a human body could lie in. And inside that tub are all my costumes from the last 10 years, We and Meredith's as well. So we have something like – there's like 10 wigs in there. There's 24-some um, costume pieces uh, in there, some of which I've used and some of which I haven't because at the end of this summer, this, uh, it's like a summer camp for adult artists. They all buy costume materials for these parties too. And then they don't want to get on a Greyhound bus or an airplane to go back to wherever they're from. So they just leave their costume materials in their studios, in their dorm. And so I just collect them all. So every year, whether or not I buy them, I come up with like another four or five wigs that I add to the box. So I have a pretty intense costume box. Can I tell you my favorite costume that you've done at your uh, residency? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. FBI McDonald's. Okay, so the the theme, so there's two reasons why I dress up every year. One is the annual costume party at this... uh, school in air quotes the other is my birthday and my um co-worker lily uh, mcelroy who's an artist um we have we share the same birthday and since we both are into hilarious costume parties we have a, a theme birthday party and so we have two events and so i come up with two new costumes every year but what you're saying fbi ronald right. mcdonald was actually the theme was x-files fast food so we had 100 people and you know half of them are um half of them are from other countries <laughs> they, they don't know what an x-files is and their idea of fast food is very complicated <laughs> it's different than ours we like to set up a condition where people all feel comfortable interpreting it but you know to a variety of results so so for our so we came up with X-Files fast food and then we say whatever you, whatever that means to you. Um, so for us, Lily and I dressed as Ronald McDonald's and we didn't buy Ronald McDonald costumes. We made Ronald McDonald costumes. And I'm telling you, there's a difference <laughs> when you, uh, when you were solid though. Yeah. But when you're like assembling the pieces, it's a little different. And, uh, and then we painted FBI on the patches. So we like, like doppelganger Ronald's is creepy. 
It's just like perfectly creepy. So I let me add to your costume a little bit. Not that I saw it in real life, but um, the pictures you sent don't do your Ronald McDonald FBI justice because again, if you sell a costume, it works ten times better than the quality of the costume. And not only is your FBI Ronald a little a little creepy, but you had a beard that you put white makeup over top of. Like, like you instead of shaving your beard, you, you just pretended like you didn't have one, and you put the clown makeup over top of the beard so that it looked like an elongated face. And every yeah. every picture and I, it was I saw, really hot. It's during the summer, so it was like melting on my face. It was, but every picture, so your face is so serious, like like you're <laughs> spying on something, or like you're actually like FBI agent Ronald, like. All right, can I have like a side conversation for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Could you come uh, over wait, to this, this conversation? Is this a conversation corner? This could yeah, be a conversation a... corner, right? So step up and riddle me this. Why is it, and we grew up in the country, right? Like in the mountains, in, the, yes. in Appalachia. And what I've noticed when I go camping and stuff or to the lake or whatever, there's always an old guy sitting around uh, a store or <laughs> whatever, a tree, I don't know. There's always an old guy with a big white beard uh, outside of something. <clears throat> He's always got a brown mouth. Like it's always stained brown, like the white <laughs> sheepdog's mouth. Like a sheepdog uh -huh. has brown yeah, around yeah. his mouth. But yeah. so does the old man with the big fluffy Santa Claus-like beard, although he's definitely not Santa Claus and probably really skinny or something. So I have two theories. I don't know what causes this. Is it, It's either A, he eats a lot of chili, or B, <laughs> he's chewing tobacco and bad at spitting. So those are my two options. What What is going on with that? It could be Let's... third option, which is a, a wear sheepdog. Oh, I have a less funny, more sad option that this nicotine stains. Yeah, from cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's just Chewing it's tobacco. No, it's straight nicotine. Oh, like a cigarette. Yeah, because uh, it'll stain walls and wallpaper and stuff. It just they just hold cigarettes in their mouth and it just like turns their. That's beard just brown. the color of regret and sin. Okay. Uh, so, costume back to number costume. two. All right, let's go back to costume. I do think, um, Chris, you could do get one of those big buck hunter costumes off of uh, Amazon or something like what the yeah. Um, but the problem with the big buck, I mean, you got to understand my audience uh, for costumes, which are like oh, uh, they're in twenty they're in, twenty seven year old artists. They they've never played a big buck hunter pro. They're all from New York <laughs> and LA, and or like you know, another country, Indonesia and India and Iran. Like these people don't play a lot of big buck hunter. Like I did a, I did a costume Meredith and I did a costume based on um, wicker man where we were both villagers. And so we made very elaborate costumes like Meredith handmade a How are you a head. villager and wicker man? What the hell is that? That could be or anything. Just, like, Have you, when's people? the last time you saw the original wicker man? So, you know, there's a scene where they take them to the fire festival. Spoiler. They burn the protagonist. No, alive. Don't give it away. Oh, That's the best no. Part. I, yeah, I know the, the original no. wicker man is effed up, but there's also you could be. 
A better costume would be the dude and wear like a brown tweed suit or something, right? With like, like bees with a cape. Yeah, have a bee on your lapel. Have a bee there. That'd be great. Uh, That's really classy. No, yeah. okay. So in the classic version, all the villagers take Nicholas, not Nicholas Cage, the, you oh know, the protagonist my character. Oh, God. I know. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Still good. <laughs> It's so good. I'm so going. Well, they take them and they are all wearing paper mache animal heads and dressed in their oh, 1970s yes. best. Uh, yeah. So Meredith had a whole like outfit that she like got from a thrift store, which was like a 1970s um, like lacy white dress. And she wore like knee high white socks and she got nurses shoes, like white patent leather shoes. And then she made a like two foot tall rabbit head that's co completely covered in uh fur you know she paper mache it and then covered it in fur and it's quite good and then mine was i got a full i went to thrift stores and i got a um, um a corduroy brown suit and then i made a fish head like because in the movie there's like a fish and i felt i thought that was the most disturbing of all the animals that people are dressed up as because it's not a mammal which somehow like makes it dumber uh and so we went to this costume party as these characters and not a single one of these people knew who we were i was like you know like one of the guys from wicker man and they're like what's a wicker man uh so you know it's sometimes you miss in a costume but i will say it's a solid costume uh yeah. so as specific uh, as that was and as much as you probably sold it it's not as much of a crowd pleaser as your like inflatable T Rexes. Which yeah. is well, okay, so, who, who are okay. you supposed to be, Chris? Oh, you know, I'm Tom Waits from Down by Law. You know, I think I don't think you have a successful costume without like if you don't have to kind of explain it a little bit. I don't like the prefabricated costumes. I yes, I did dress up as a dinosaur once, but there's a theme to that. So the one time, you know, everyone knows those inflatable T Rex costumes. So I did do that at a party once with Lily. So Lily and I both came to the party as T-Rexes. Boring, you say. But the reason why it wasn't boring was because it was our birthday party, and we told the entire school that the theme of our party was space rock. And they're like, what does that mean? I was like, whatever you think space rock means. So we had 100 people dress up as, like, asteroids and or, like, maybe – uh, Ziggy Stardust, you know, like yeah, different types yeah, of like yeah, space and rocks. And then they didn't see us in our costumes until we made an entrance and we had the DJ play um, uh, jump up, jump up, jump around, you know? And we, we, so we, we came out to that song as T-Rexes. And of course, we're the only ones dressed as dinosaurs. And then everyone started pummeling us with asteroids because we decorated uh, the whole uh, party. Yeah. We decorated the whole party with like comments and like floating planets and space rocks. And so it was like this uh, immediately when we came out, people knew that it was more of a concept. Yeah, the they had to destroy us with their <sighs> space rocks. It was amazing. It was amazing. Really and I swear awesome. to God, jumping up, like coming out to that song, like it's the best. Like, I'm going to play that song. Like, ow. <laughs> But like that is long to make a costumed entrance to any room ever. Okay, who did that song? 
You know, that was like a real gang. Like, that was a street yeah. gang that did that song, which is awesome, I think. Yeah, it's like yeah. a bunch of tough guys doing that. Yeah, no, but they weren't it was, House it was of House Pain. Pain. Yeah, but they were actually, like, gangsters. Like, real gangsters. Like, they weren't pretend. Well, it was released in 1989, so you don't really... Oh, not really even the 90s? It wasn't even the 90s. Wow. Shall I read you the lyrics? Pack it up. Pack it in. Let me begin. I came to win. Battle me. That's a sin. I won't ever slap up. Punky better back up. Try and play the role. And yo, the whole crew will act up. Get up. Stand up. Come on. Uh, uh, throw your hands up. I, I can't <laughs> You know what's funny is... is I, di I didn't really get the reference to that until you read the lyrics. And I realized that at some point in high school... Chris, you and your friends thought it would be really funny to do songs like that, but like you were reading at a poetry night or something. It's called spoken word, Tim. <laughs> yeah, it really was, but you did it as a joke, but you'd be like, pack up, pack a tin, whatever. <laughs> and you had the whole song memorized when you were like 17, but in the format that you were wearing like a smoker's jacket and had some brandy. Uh, I, I give all that to um, credit to Corey Fagan. Of all the people that could sell a costume, I bet Corey would be up at the top. Yeah, he'd be good. That actually, I didn't know him when he did this. He just showed up and did it. Somebody that sold a costume better than most people is Brent mm -hmm. Young. Yeah, Brent was the one I, I was saying when we went out as a, a costume of a, a Scandinavian metal band to random parties. That was Brent. <laughs> like, okay, we so both, before that, we the both first, like one of the first times I think I'd been around him, he, he just, he didn't, maybe he was new to the your friend group or something maybe and he was dressed as like a gym coach <laughs> yeah. but it was just like shorts and a whistle but if anybody tried to talk to him he'd just blow the whistle and yell at him and tell him to do like push-ups and stuff <laughs> yeah he can sell stuff like meat and gym coaching <laughs> we'll have to get him on we'll have to get him on because we'll eventually use our meat episode with ben and we'll have brent weigh in on his his uh costume um, it's uh, funny because he has a he has a TV show now and he gets made fun of a lot for looking like Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, that's I uh, I've seen every single one of their I mean uh, uh, prime time uh, eater episodes. It's on but eater. one of the fun things to do is to scroll through the comments, and that is <laughs> every. It's actually I think been a comment enough that people comment like I'm waiting for the Biff thing and I'm waiting for the quote and they just start naming the usual comments and that is one of them. Um, um, all right, so back to costumes though. Like uh, we can what wait, Chris, step back. Chris, wait, wait, can I do one thing with yeah. with with Chris's involvement? The most complicated costume I ever wore. <clears throat> Chris helped design and make on Halloween, and that was oh, the Chewbacca right. one. Yeah. Explain uh, yeah. the Chewbacca. Because okay, wasn't... so here's the thing: like we are always saying, at the time I came over to your house, it was Halloween. I had planned to make a costume. You're going to make a costume. I'm sure we made Ella costume or kind of 
helped her out with whatever she was going to do she for was her like costume. Something, yeah, something mm-hmm. easy. I mean, she was like what eight or nine yeah. or something. And um, so I go she over was, there. Uh, four, but yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Admittedly, yeah, yeah. you know the past. Little, I just know that for her, we had to go take her trick or treating. Up as like escorts uh, for her and. I gave up on my costume because it was fully to dedicate towards your costume. But we decided that it was instead of choosing a character from Star Wars, we needed to choose a moment from yes. Star Wars. And like, that's what made it that's so what much better. It. So what moment did we choose? We chose <laughs> we chose the part in uh, Return of the Jedi when um, Chewbacca pops out of the ATST and is like, <laughs> and then they all like, oh, Chewie, Chewie. We're going to die. And then Chewbacca pops up and he's like, oh, crap, he killed a bunch of people and stole their car. <laughs> and he puts his like hands up like, what? But the, uh, the 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 part the best part was every part of that was homemade in like taking a sweater and like adding fluff to it and like the making the basic the guinea suit version yeah, of like, like the guinea suit Cuba. yeah so, so Gilly, like we sorry guinea not a guinea suit <laughs> <laughs> different episode that's a that's a different episode uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah Gilly. and then uh, the foam board um on the black pants but we like assembled like the atsd out of foam board and it had the gun turrets turrets and everything and it was amazing it's, it's and huh but, but oh, the hat it had the hat and everything for for the listening audience you have to understand that we couldn't make a, an atsd the machine that chewbacca stole you know it's 24 feet tall so nate is only six foot four so we couldn't so we made like a micro atst that went up to about his waist so he was conceptually the top part of chewbacca was coming out of this like robot so we only had to make half a chewbacca costume luckily (laughs) yes and again you mentioned it nate but you we hand felted that Chewbacca, like those, <laughs> to make the like, individual yeah, like, strand the Chewbacca hair was like made with like a comb. It was disturbing. It was, so it was like all f-ing weekend, but we we uh, we I went did, to like the one party at Andy's house or whatever, and you were like, "We have got to go. This costume is too good for just a few people. We have got to go somewhere." And we went also, to like. So that- I completely gave up on my costume. So I'm just dressed in like a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> because all efforts went into this one costume. For yeah, like you were the hype guy. I was the little John to Nate's Chewbacca. <laughs> we so we go to a bar that had. Um, this isn't with Ella. This is uh, not the, the, the not the kids Halloween. But so Chris is like, we have got to go to somewhere with a contest. Or We're something. not done with this. So we go. What's the bar that Dana always went to? Um, Banditos or something. Banditos. Yes. So we go to Banditos, which of course has some awful costume part, party, full to the brim with people, and we walk in and immediately. Everyone starts high-fiving me. A guy <laughs> hands strangers, like, handing me beers. He's like, yeah! 
Cheers! Uh, <laughs> like, Chewbacca's come over and take a knee to you. Like, yeah, you know, like Storbot. <laughs> Yeah, Stormbot yeah, Chewbacca came amazing. over and apologized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there was like some big like uh like what are the what are the nerds do? What's it called? Like I'm not a nerd. Uh, <laughs> cosplay people. Like the guy was like a demon and his girlfriend was something else, and she kept trying to come over and break the uh, gun turrets and stuff, and like you were blocking everybody off from the costume for a while. But, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was protecting it because people wanted to sabotage your costume because there was a prize was a for contest. Cost. Yeah, and I was definitely the most popular, but I feel like we could not stay awake until the 1 a.m. costume drawing and we left. Uh, I thought it was more, okay, no, see, I, I mean, that is one version of the story. If I'm going to rush him on this and give you my alternative take, it was 1245. You won this costume contest you had the love and hatred the respect and hate of everyone in that thing yeah 10 minutes before they revealed the winner we bounced we just left because we knew we won we didn't need a trophy yeah it was i was like what's more baller than winning this costume like without planning it it's to just walk out of here (laughs) (laughs) wins the 100 dollar burrito gift certificate and we're like (laughs) Oh, he's gone. He came and left. Yeah, no, it was like, awesome. You know, that I was like slow I... clap that happened that we never even heard, and that's the best yeah. slow clap. It's not yeah. the slow clap. Slow clap you hear about it. We didn't need the accolade because it was it was there already just by showing I up. I don't know if you guys painted a good enough picture of the costume because you got too excited about reliving it. But from the waist up, Nate was a handmade Chewbacca. <laughs> and from the waist down, he was an ATST. Like, like a weird red felt Jerry <laughs> curl that you guys handmade. It's like it's Chewbacca with long fur. It's like a yarn, a yarn mummy coming, coming out Pure of a washing machine. Yarn. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but the effort that went into it was so obvious the hours that went into that thing and that's why other Chewbacca's are taking a knee because it's like <laughs> some god of old coming and it's like a dirty mammoth skull on some like witch doctor with like stick fingers is gonna outplay any other like yeah. mo- modern it's like when thing you costume. see those old timey 1920s little kid costumes of like ghosts and scarecrows and they're so creepy that they're disturbing it's because there is a sincerity and like a real originality (laughs) material that you just don't get at a spencer's (laughs) gift if we made if we took five days and made a batman out costume out of styrofoam paper plates and spray paint like can you walk into somebody that paid three three hundred bucks for like an awesome latex batman like everyone's gonna look at the paper plate guy (laughs) with like plate mail like it's like completely intricate stuff they're gonna be like dude (laughs) dude yeah plate mail yeah they're gonna be like dude you win you win so yeah well, even if you didn't was... win they'd be like this guy needs it <laughs> this guy needs the win yeah More you know what i i i gotta change it in it and then i gotta stop talking because i don't i don't want it to be too many of, of uh nate costume stories but the these wizard outfits right 
I bought a wizard costume. Uh, uh, and uh, you were like inspired this... by uh, the Dorfu.com wizards, right? So you went and, and got your own wizard costume. Yes, exactly right. And and so how how and I, I ended up getting two of these, you know, and I gave one to Chris, but I uh, the. There's these seamstresses in China that I hired to make uh, the dress <laughs> from Bram Stoker's Dracula for Mina, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the the same company or people, right? I, I was like, I want this wizard outfit. <laughs> it looks, you know. I was like, but I, it can't be shiny. I do not want shiny. No, it won't be shiny. Like I'm riding back and forth with this poor. Like guy with a sewing machine in China, you know, and I'm like a very picky guy. Like I need it to blah 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 blah, you know, I'd make, make it look like a picture. And uh, it, it got it. It didn't show up or something, and I was like complaining at him, like, "Where's my wizard outfit?" <laughs> oh, we're gone. I got a second one. Well, I mean, I paid a decent amount of money, and I don't know what the exchange rate is. But it I feel was, like a good... hundred bucks is a lot, right? Like you know, for but it's a great costume, and I ended up with two of them, of the XL, the double XL wizard costume, and it worked out great. It's a good costume. But <clears throat> what I'm saying is, so I I had this wizard. I don't know why I had the wizard costume in the car, but I was at uh, when Tom and Sarah were in uh, Buena Vista uh virginia which is an interesting place and they live on the river and they're they have these <clears throat> redneck neighbors that live next to them uh and i say that with you know loving admiration but uh there's like t a million kids over there and then some of tom's i think tom's nephew or somebody had a birthday party and all the neighbor kids that come over and they're all these kids you know i was like screw it and it, it's like in june or something right and I go to the car and I put on the wizard costume and I start walking around the party like, oh, I'm a wizard. Are you a good little boy? Do you want a <laughs> balloon? And I'd make the same giraffe balloon animal, which is the only one I know how to make. <laughs> and I started making like a clown and all the kids were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, like and it's obviously the guy they just saw, but it was like th some amazing thing. And that's the power of costumes. Oh, and although like from, you know, maybe from like a drone perspective floating outside, <laughs> it looked really bad and stupid and lame. But uh, in, in my mind, you know, the kids loved it and it was uh, it's awesome and it transformed people. And I think that's what goes back to, you know, the first time somebody hollowed out a log and poked two eye holes in it and yeah. started, you know, telling stories around the fire and everybody's like, Booga 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 booga, and that's amazing. You know, like yeah. it, it it changes the person, and you can talk about uh, well, Chris probably you to do better. Become something else, yeah, yeah. And in that, and like the shaman or whatever is no longer the shaman when wears like whatever, and you you have all the alien, ancient alien conspiracies. These are space helmets, and shit. they're not freaking space helmets or copying oh, space, yes. or maybe they are, which would be awesome, but. They're just like the mask technology that they had at the time and the imagination was, you know, you're becoming something else and yeah. and you use that in your rituals and everything else. And, and well, uh, all the best yeah, parties involve a mask. Everyone who's ever, I mean, like as someone who goes to a lot of parties that 
and bald mask. <laughs> it is a real big <laughs> Very eyes wide shut. Mask on. I mean, I you know there's a there is some there's a reason why they had to wear a mask and that thing too. Uh, but it it really does change. It like it really does allow you to get like become something else and uh it's the most that's why they're that's why i like them so much is you really do get to i mean like i'm a terrible dancer and we have a lot of parties at uh on campus at the school during the summer and i'll go to them and i'll maybe dance but like when i got a costume on i'll you know i'll be sore the next day like there's this like a freeing thing just like the internet allows you to become an asshole and make terrible, horrible decisions and treat people like trash, you know, because of the anonymity. So in a, costumes. You know, like the anonymity with costumes is it really does briefly allow you to kind of like step outside of yourself. And it's a very important thing. If you have a ghost, the only way to defeat that is with heart, faith, and steel. In the end, there can be only one paranormal insurance company. Yes, the fire rises at DORFYOU.com. Did anyone win the last Riddler? Yeah, Austin did, didn't he? So let's talk about Yeah, not long after Chris posted it, uh, Austin was the first one to respond with both correct answers, so he first, got a double can you say prize. say the again? As I was going to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven sacks every sack had seven cats. Every cat has seven kittens. Kittens, cats, sacks, wives. How many were going to St. Ives? Basically, you had the name where we got this thing, which was clearly Die Hard, <laughs> and uh, B, the answer, which was one, because the Riddle was just talking about the uh, one. So the Riddler last week was simply a classic Riddle uh, that was used in Die Hard, and the winner of that was a longtime listener Austin named Cobb. There you go. So thanks, thank you, Austin. Thanks, Austin, for emailing us. Nailed it. Also, I will say, didn't I feel like Chris published the episode and Austin emailed like an hour later? Not yeah. even. It was pretty quick. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we thank all our listeners for that. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I, th I think we're maybe one of our listeners can explain what RSS subscribers are, but we have <laughs> seem to have thousands ooh, ooh. of those, hey, but only hey. like under 50 downloads what riddler here's the riddler i got a riddler for this week okay we have we have 3800 rss subscribers what does that mean email it to wizard <laughs> dorfu.com riddler, riddler. <laughs> and we'll send a, a, a dorfu.com paranormal insurance policy I got all kinds split. of prizes. I'm collecting prizes up here. I I can't even. They could be Tim's Christmas presents because he would love every single one. Uh, but instead of that, I can mail these out as Riddler prizes. Uh, Jay and Austin have gotten great prizes already, uh, but nothing can even touch uh, the couple prizes that I'm looking at right now. 
Also, if you want a runner-up prize, the runner-up Riddler is anyone who emails us anything ever for any reason will get a runner-up prize. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's Uh, true. So just Uh, the exceptions being at doorforyou.com. Yeah, your Um, persona is uh, FBI Ronald McDonald. (laughs) I mean. I will say the fun thing about that one was a it was it was really gross and uh, people kept their distance because I, I mean I swear the makeup was like flying off my face because it was so wet like the makeup was just dripping off me. That's so gross. But also like a good aspect about that costume that maybe you don't know about by seeing a, a like a photo of it is that I had a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle and it was filled with <laughs> with booze. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. Straight liquor, like tequila. And I could spray it oh, in my gross. mouth because I couldn't actually drink because of the amount of makeup on my face. But B, I could spray it into <laughs> other people's mouth. So, like, if you're dancing and I hold up a ketchup bottle, people just open their mouths and let me spray. Like, I think I had more. <laughs> That's a good COVID up. party. It is a well, all yeah. I mean, masks in general, although you know, makeup doesn't do much, but yeah, a mask could go a long way. Oh, wait, does that mean the survivors, the survivors of the COVID apocalypse, are going to be the the furries? So, one of the things I think we could go through is some of your best hits costumes, like name your top four costumes in life. Wait, I can't, I can't do that, but I will, I will, I will rapid fire costumes that stand out in my memory and then you guys can elaborate sure. on what you feel sure. when i was a kid i was like three i wanted to be a tree and i, I don't know I remember this i helped you yeah yeah I, re- I remember it too mom made it happen she was like are you sure you don't want to be a clown do you want to be a bear and i was like no i want to be a tree and so she made a like a a construction paper tree she did not it was a spectacular we all made it but the best thing about this was there was okay continue i'll i'll adjust later sorry okay i don't remember i remember like three or four uh flashbulb memories from that night uh and the tree was primarily paper and had some structural integrity issues okay you're gonna get, let me get, let me i want to weigh into this tree thing for a second because the tree <laughs> the tree, tree costume was spectacular and one reason why it was spectacular is because generally you me and mom made it but you were kind of steering the ship it was a single uh you know two foot by two foot piece of cardboard stock and some leaves glued onto it. It was, spe- it was. I remember wearing it, feeling like a tree. Oh yeah! Like I was satisfied. I remember the satisfaction of that costume, and I was it probably was so amazingly four. terrible. Inflatable Godzilla, and this is probably in 1990 or something. It was a six foot inflatable Godzilla. One of you, I don't remember if it was Chris or Nate, cut the back open of it because Nate we had it was Nate's popped costume because it. it was Nate's yeah. Godzilla. I went we to the it. church. The church. Uh, thing with it, it uh, the church haunted house and I hid under something and would jump out and get people in the Godzilla I think that was thing. a different year actually but uh, yeah I don't know well it, it continued right as, it as children, we had a six foot Godzilla I and Nate got it at like a mall or something it was like a I six foot inflatable Godzilla gifts. Yeah. I'm sure it was we had it for like a month and then Halloween comes around and we were all trying to come up with costumes and Nate, we, we couldn't have done this because it wasn't our toy to destroy. 
Nate decided to sacrifice his greatest possession by cutting it up the back (laughs) and crawling inside of it. And we were so amazed. This was another one where I don't think I dressed up because my entire role, and I must have been like eight, was to support Nate in his costume. That's about right. Because it also, there was no air holes. And it's very sweaty in there. And I remember, uh, like, yeah, I really, that one after the got fact... so hot that you let me wear it for a while. No, <laughs> What's fun, no it got bad enough that Chris handed it down to me, and I wore it for one house. <laughs> and I was thinking, even though I was, like, six, I was like, man, I can't breathe in this thing. This isn't right. Because <laughs> we were climbing inside of plastic that was duct taped shut in the back. Here's, That's here's how people get murdered. So bad. <laughs> That's like probably one of the, like the most deadly costumes and thank God none of us died in it because that would just be like a sad footnote on the grace. A 1989 piece of plastic. It was just the three of us. Like mom walking around. was the... not involved with that, right? Yeah, mom very quickly was like, you're on your own after like, you know, <laughs> Nate was the oldest at like nine. So it was like, or like 10 and I was like six and you were four. Uh, no, anyway, it was. So, we were a little older than that. I think it was like probably like yeah, 1989 or 1990. It was old enough. Okay, so we got Tim. You got Tree and Godzilla, which I'll give you because I do think that was a group effort. What name? A couple more of your faves. Well, recently I dropped way too much money on like an awesome quality stormtrooper outfit. Which movie is it from? Last Jedi. Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Sorry. Yeah. Not oh, last. Nah, uh, sorry. 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 No, it was. It's the original Return of the Jedi one. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, Evelyn wasn't born when I got it, so I guess I got it like a little when Alicia was pregnant with Evelyn. That was like my um, uh, freak out purchase, I guess, of another kid's coming. I need to do something. So I got. Hold on storm- to youth. I uh, know. Like, I'm not going to buy a sports car convertible. I'm not into that stuff or a motorcycle or whatever. Life crisis. So that was my. I'm going to have child number two running around. I need to. I need to make some horribly mundane purchase like now. And it was a stormtrooper outfit. That's anything but mundane. Okay, it was a necessary purchase. But either way, it was. It's cool. I put it on, and I didn't tell Jack that I had it. And he was like three and really into Star Wars, even though he hadn't watched the movies yet. And so, like, I rang the doorbell to our house and he answered it, or Alicia had him answer. And I just walked in and, like, he flipped his shit. It was awesome. <laughs> it was worth it just for, like, that. Like, he had one of those uncontrollable grins for, like, an hour. And then I, like, took the helmet off. And he was like, And <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you can only do get that because it's not Santa. It's, it's yeah, my dad so, is a stormtrooper. That was it. That was it. That was my job for a year. And he was like, are you going to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to stay was, as a stormtrooper, you need your helmet? I was like, oh, right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The helmet's in the truck. <laughs> I got it, buddy. It was just like that thing that Chris had mentioned earlier that a costume lets you be whoever you want. Unfortunately, <laughs> if who you are is a lie 
to a child. It's really <laughs> hard to maintain when you're not in the Did costume. Did you tell him you worked at the Jelly Bean Factory? <laughs> at some point, yeah, I did. <laughs> Maybe Alicia. My dad works yeah, at we'll the Jelly Belly that. Factory. <laughs> we worked at the Jelly Belly Factory. I, I don't know. I had a lot of costumes as a kid. You know, most of them are stupid, like kids' costumes, like dumb ones you buy. But the first one where I realized, like, was I, I feel like I need to mention because it was like identity forming was when I was 16. I was randomly just like trying on you know the, the when i was 16 it must have been like 1997 96 i don't really know around then and latex masks were really coming into form for the first time like when we were kids those latex masks were not they really cost a fortune they cost you know, like a, an afford arm them. and a leg no one bought them and there weren't really very many of them now you go to a costume store there's like a trillion of them and and like you could, they have whole stores dedicated but in the 90s there really weren't that many and i went i was 16 i had like a leather blazer which i decided was cool it was not um and i i there's this devil mask like full you know, form oh, cover devil. Yeah, I have pretty and, visceral memories of you. Nothing, nothing too fancy about it. It wasn't like it was a very realistic looking kind of devil red. I face. would have been in college at the time, but I remember that mask. Because when I put it on, it sealed to my face like it was a like an omen. Like I put it on and it formed to my face perfectly. And like there was it was not a mask it, i was the devil especially when i wore my dumb leather jacket so i would drive around a lot because i was 16 and then you know what else do you do so i was just driving around in this convertible uh and i had this mask you know in the car from halloween i don't even think it was halloween anymore and i realized i could drive around with the mask on <laughs> and so I'd be driving around and i randomly put it on and i'm just driving around and it was dusk and i pull up to the station wagon and in the back of the station wagon were these two six-year-olds like a boy and a girl maybe they're twins or really close in age and they were just looking out the back and i just looked at them with this mask on and i know for a fact that they saw the devil that day. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they did not see a person wearing a mask. And I remember just looking at them and I just kind of pointed at them and they started screaming. And then the <laughs> car like drove off and I just turned the turned the corner. I might have like, uh, yeah, I just turned off the corner and I knew that I changed their life. And it oh, made me well, rethink. Oh, no, you just like completely concreted in like a lot of doctrine they've been getting yeah i mean it really like they they are still telling stories about that um and, and i've always been kind of into costumes since then so anyway i i don't have a i was going to run through my the, i made a list of the last 10 costumes i did and right some now. are better um list them list them so you mentioned um uh, x-files fast food um i had because i think it's something that maybe our listeners would enjoy it's coming up for halloween and we're going to give them some ideas for costumes. And so I'll run through some of these. One, one of them was a deer tick where I dressed as a, as a tick. And then I had a deer mask on, but I had like a tick body. So I had like eight arms and stuff with, with a deer head. And then I had a bag of limes and I would throw them at people. Yeah, that's like pretty solid. That's, yeah, that's good. 
Um, I was a cat burglar. I find that the cat burglar is a very easy costume. Um, uh, I was an art thief, which was a reinterpretation of the cat burglar costume, which if you're going to go cat burglar, I find for humor's sake, it's best just to wear black tights. Like don't wear pants, just wear like black leggings, especially as a man. It's really funny. And then you wear like a striped shirt and then like a, a beanie and like a black mask. And that turned into an art thief pretty easily because I just had a bag full of canvases. Let's see. I was a robot on vacation, a drunk robot on vacation. So I had oh, was like a nice. That one's good. I was like a 1950s robot, like all cardboard boxes. And I had a bucket for a head, you know, like a Home Depot bucket with antennas. And then I wore, I bought a triple or like quadruple X tidy whities because, you know, I was a cardboard box, like a refrigerator box, but I got the largest pair of tidy whities I could buy online and fit them around the box because <laughs> I was like a, uh, I was a robot on vacation. So I had a Hawaiian shirt on. Also, like, 5XL over my cardboard boxy body. And then I had the tidy whities and then I got two blinking light balls that I put in the tidy whities So the, <laughs> where, the, where the robot's genitals would be were blinking. And then uh, I kept like, oh, I'm sure they pay you for this job. And then, you know, during the, our costume parties, we have a catwalk that we walk down and we get judged for best costume. So I was like drunkenly walking down the catwalk, like pretending to be drunk because I was on vacation. And then I got to the middle of it and I fall to my hands and knees and I started vomiting batteries. Because inside my bucket head, I had a bunch of like, I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 expired AA batteries so that I, you know, and then my mouth was open so I could like start shaking my head and batteries would fall out. Did you so that was, like quote unquote win whatever that was? I did not win that one. But staff members are not allowed to win, which has prevented me from winning at least three times. So how, how would you, who won? Who won? If you were a robot on vacation throwing up batteries and, with yeah, blinking balls. Well, like think, Chris said, it's not it's knowing that you're better. Yeah. And that's what makes you the Jedi of costumes. Like when yeah. we left that we left the bar, right? We didn't need a hundred dollar gift certificate for burritos to tell us like that was the best costume there. Everybody knew it there, right? Yeah. And anybody who won no, they didn't really win. Also, I feel like that was a very brotherly moment between you two because it's one of the rare moments that Chris shared the Chris Carroll fade with another Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... about all these parties. Chris is like, I go to a lot of parties. Nobody, nobody how knows. How long were you at these parties, Chris? Long, and how... <laughs> just to explain, yeah, just to further explain, the Chris Carroll fade is you will see Chris Carroll at a party. Exactly you will talk once. to him and have a good time and yeah. remember him being there. <laughs> yeah, but so nobody good. on this planet remembers him leaving because he was only there for 40 minutes. That's all. And then he, he somehow makes his way out and he incorporated Nate into this costume <laughs> contest fade where he was like, you know what? We're about to win. Now's our time. Their <laughs> attention this, like, is being paid elsewhere. We're only at the party for 20 minutes, but we're in their <laughs> memories forever. <laughs> right? You That's throw so the smoke good. bomb down and you disappear. <laughs> 
and suddenly like Nate's behind the curtain like oh we're just walking home no, we're like... leaving and we're leaving fast oh my uh, gosh what if Chris was rationalizing us leaving and explaining that to me it's such the it's like the long con like because <laughs> you don't want he didn't want to be there anymore. and you come up with this like we're so above this we <laughs> well really i will was. say it was and a you've been playing that you've been playing we that in my that. head for three months of like how it works <laughs> just to get out of an extra 20 minutes at a party yeah kaiser uh, so say you look back at every moment you've seen chris it's like i've fully been <laughs> with my brother for five minutes my entire life <laughs> all while you drop a coffee mug do you realize yeah. <laughs> i was only there for five minutes. <laughs> and then you turn around and you're waving as you shut a door behind you <laughs> knock off a couple of my other favorites and then i'll move into one of nate's favorites that he didn't mention another one of my favorites was during 2009 i think like during the great recession at the i was an unemployed fawn so I built an entire deer outfit. So like I built a pair of back legs with wheels and then I made my whole body like a full, like four legged deer. But then the top part of my body, like my chest part, you know, like a fawn is like a minotaur, but instead of like a bull body, it's a deer. Uh, I was unemployed. So I had like a dress shirt that was untucked and I had a bottle of Jameson that I filled with like soda and Jameson. Why would you <laughs> have Jameson? Why can't you just have a bottle I, of Jameson? I could just drink a bottle of Jameson for four hours. So I, I like filled up a bottle of Jameson with soda to make a Coke and Jameson. But I was um, unemployed fawn. So I had these like, you know, back, I was a full size deer, like uh, with back legs and everything, four legs. And then my top part was like a disheveled business suit. The trick with all costumes, like, um, all artworks is you need three points of entry. Like you can't be one thing. You have to be three different aspects of one thing. So you could be one thing dressed as another thing. And then the third thing could be you inside that costume, or you could be one thing and another thing. And then context is your third thing, but you always need three, three access points for a successful costume. Not just two, not just like one plus another equals done. You need to somehow incorporate that third wall, whether that's your own personality or like the person looking at you. But one of my favorite um, costumes of Nate's that he didn't mention was Monkey in a Tree. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Nate was I, the Nate tree. Got a, Nate got a monkey costume, which I think was for dogs, which is basically a monkey with a, its stomach cut out that you're supposed to put on a pug I or something. I forgot about that. And he that. put it over his face so that his face was sticking out of this monkey's torso. <laughs> and then he dressed up as a tree. So he yeah, Nate's whole body a... was the he was a giant palm tree with, uh, but his yeah. face was a little tiny monkey. <laughs> what year was oh, that? I, I have not thought about that in a while. Because after that, there's another one where Nate dressed up as the Empire State Building yeah. with the monkey attacking it, and then yeah, Mary monkey, was yeah, Mary the lady was, uh, from uh, King the, Kong, the lady. Yeah, that would. That was some years ago, yeah, but right. I. So, so if we're trying to give our listeners some tips for this Halloween, like I think concept requires. I, I like things that can't exist in real life. That's why I like moments. Like I like the yeah. idea of like, of like Chewbacca coming out of a ATST because it wasn't really a. It's not really a, a costume concepts, so much as a, a concepts time. and moments and. 
Okay, we can also take it somewhere else because this hasn't been mentioned yet, and it and it needs to. We can we can step back into Nate's corner for a it's moment. It's a conversation corner. Conversation. Conver corner. Well, uh, it's not your conversation. I'm sort of talking at you, but I'll have you elaborate. Nate's uh, done many costumes, Halloween or not. Uh, I like costumes. Yeah, you're good at it. But we should say that one of Nate's friends had a fancy black and white party, and so Nate found oh, a sized yeah. mascot white rabbit, and he wore a black bow tie and vest on this white rabbit <laughs> costume, which is where he, I guess, met Mary, or this was like his uh, first date with Mary or something. And so when he proposed to his now wife, Mary, he went to a Chinese restaurant Actually, Nate, why don't you tell the story? Because I wasn't. Yeah, there. There, you, there, there's like reasons behind everything. So, my Ooh, current, yeah. <laughs> like not current, my now sister-in-law, uh, who they have a uh, and Jay, Sarah and Jay have a uh, New Year's Eve party every year, and she's British. And in uh, England, you have a costume party on the New Year, right? Like it's not. I mean, maybe they dress up for Halloween, but they definitely dress up for uh, New Year's. So um, I went to this party and the theme was black or white. And Ben Custer and I went to the uh, costume store in Carytown, which had all these awesome rental costumes. And there was nothing left that was black and white. And I look over and Ben's putting on a magician outfit. He's like, this one's mine, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so I look, look around, there's like the worst pilgrim outfit you've ever seen in a giant rabbit outfit, like Easter Bunny style, <laughs> but black and white. It's like, I guess I'll get that. And then uh, we went to the uh, Jay's party, who's my uh, brother-in-law and uh, friend at the time. And we walk in and everyone's in like a tuxedo or somebody might have like a small like black line down their face. Mary had, she was a domino, which was like a pretty black dress with like three squares on it. And then I'm a giant rabbit. <laughs> like, yeah, so good. it was like, Argh! I was like, what? I'm a bunny. My friend Ben's a magician. And then, um, <laughs> but that's where, yeah, Mary and I uh, uh, first found each other. And then later, and we ended up winning a contest for that, like an engagement cost contest and all this, uh, these prices and stuff from a jewelry store. But uh, oh, later, yeah. so. Yeah, I forgot yeah, so about you, that. Yeah, so New Year's, <laughs> right? Like I didn't have New Year's, but when I proposed to Mary, it was the uh, Chinese New Year's. So I took her to a Chinese restaurant. Uh, I, and I take it, I rented the same bunny outfit and I was trying to explain to the guy that owned it, who was Chinese, like, no, I need to take this costume. I want to leave it here for a couple days. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to go in your kitchen. And I'm going to put it on. And then I'm going to go propose. So I, it is like speaks four words of English. And after 20 minutes, like a uh, bartender, this woman came over and she like translated to talk to him. He's like, funny rabbit. I was like, yes. <laughs> He's like, and they were so kind and awesome. But we, uh, I showed up, you know, and everyone was set. And he's like winking at me, like ready to go. And then, <laughs> um, you know, we had uh, dinner and I, I disappeared for a second. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom for a second. Disappear and come back with a uh, full rabbit outfit. 
It's probably still, it might be on YouTube. Dave put it on YouTube because he was hiding back there too. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny costume. Well, Dave I think that, that's a good segue into an aspect for our listeners for coming up with costumes. Is And what I was saying is the third element to a good costume. You need two parts unexpected and one part which is the third part, which I say is context. So the one reason why the bunny costume was so good was the context was that you were in like basically a, a, a black tie event dressed as a rabbit, which is amazing. <laughs> um, a couple more context um, costumes that I did that I think could be inspiring for our listeners. One was I was at a party and the theme was Neanderthal party. So the idea was like Neanderthal, like... Um, quest for fire you know primordial party I, it might have been called primordial party but i came as a 1950s robot traveling from the future <laughs> to, to oh that's good that's really so good everyone was dressed in like leopard print like tarzan clothes and like a lot of people were gluing hair all over their bodies and i come walking in with ray guns in 1950s i could barely walk because it was like full on box like i couldn't see and I just go into this dance party, which was in a field in the woods, uh, and it was very successful. Another context costume was um, uh, Lily and I did one called the the theme for the party was "Orange, you glad I didn't say banana?" Is what we told people, and we made the whole party orange decorated, like we had two giant life size, three dimensional oranges for cakes. Everything was orange, and then everyone came as different types of orange. So like. Someone came as Agent Orange. Someone came as Clockwork Orange. Um, Meredith dressed as Orange Julius. So she was like a Julius Caesar while wearing like all orange. You know, like, so the context of orange made everyone really inspired. They're like, what do I do with orange? I was like, what does a blood orange mean to you? You know, so everyone came up with like really clever ideas on the play for orange. But then Lily came out in banana costumes. <laughs> so it was like. Aren't you glad uh, you're not a banana? Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Because yellow looks really bad on people, but orange generally looks pretty good. And As then, a redhead, I, I disagree. But yeah, I was about to say there's a, there's an argument there. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, but orange, you're right, doesn't really work for us ginger um, blooded people. Another another costume of mine that I want to just mention for inspiration was, uh, which I think might not be PC. But I was a I was a fat ghost. Um, so you know these inflatable costumes that just make you like a round, like Veruca Salt blueberry kind of thing. You know they're just oh, like yeah 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 they're yeah. inflatable. Like those sumo so got, wrestlers and the yeah wrestler. But but it's just like a circle. It's not even shaped like a person. It's just a giant inflatable circle. So I got one of those costumes, and then I got a king size bed sheet and cut ghost holes in it. And then I just basically inflated myself so that I was really huge. And then I wore a bed sheet around. So I was, a, I was an overweight ghost, which is maybe not. That's PC. really good. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not PC. But, but I it's... will say it's all those inflatable costumes as well as the robot costumes. Uh, any of those big ones, they're really fun to dance in because you don't have to do anything. And after a couple of hours of dancing, when you're all sore and tired, you can just stand perfectly still inside your like giant costume and just shake the costume with your hands. And it looks like you're doing really clever dance moves, but you're really just standing perfectly still. 
Also, with both the the inflatable dinosaur costumes, the inflatable fat ghost costume, and um, some of the box here, like the inflatable uh, dinosaur, all of my inflatables, I you can get a belt, like an exercise belt from Walmart with water bottles, you know, like for people who run and they need like five water bottles. <laughs> or walking fast and like sit. Yeah, sit, yeah. Sit, sit. Yeah. yeah, so you get one of those, they're like fanny packs for water, and you fill it with beer, and then you put it inside your costume because you cannot drink with oh, this Oh, because you're hiding inside it. You're inside of it. So yeah. you have your own like mini bar in like a utility belt. <laughs> you should have a little blender in there or like a ninja blender. <laughs> well, it's already battery operated, so you might as well. Oh, yeah, Where'd Tim, it? didn't you run a marathon dressed as a zombie? Oh, and a wizard. Yeah. No, I didn't do it as a wizard. I what was funny, and so I I thought it'd be funny to dress as a zombie for like I did the race with Alicia the day before. It was like an eight k, and mm-hmm. I had blood all over my shirt or whatever, and it was whatever. And then I did the uh, the the only full marathon I've ever done. I dressed as a zombie. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is after forever amount of time, I uh, th- like I had my face green and there was blood and uh, like a funny outfit and stuff or whatever. And then by the end of the race, I didn't realize that uh, all the makeup had been sweat off of me <laughs> and, and was no longer there. And all the fake blood and everything, it, it was just gone. But in my head, I didn't know that. In my head, I was still wearing like a like a funny looking zombie costume, but I looked like absolute dog because it was the end of a marathon that I wasn't ready for. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, as previously mentioned before, I had broken my leg and I I took ten weeks off and then just ran it anyway. And um, so right at the end of it, I took my gas station. Um, aviators off popped one of the lenses out and bent them and put it crooked and then (laughs) in my head i'm like i'm limping i started limping and selling it and like doing the zombie crawl and i thought i was being funny because i was like this green bloody zombie and this person comes up to me i was like are you good are you good i'm like yeah i'm fine and then my name actually on the badge was zombie like it was it was all like coming together as I crossed the finish line until we finished and showered and changed and fast forward a few days, the pictures come out. I'm like, Oh, I, d- I look, <laughs> I'm not wearing a costume. It's, it's all gone. <laughs> I just am wearing broken glasses, limping towards the finish line, like really pale with like sweat pouring down me. And people are like, are you good? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Why are you talking to me? I'm fine. That's uh, awesome. What if? What, what if? if? What if? What if? What if? You had to be, you had to join a furry community. Tim, what would your furry be? My fursona? Yeah, what would your fursona be? <laughs> I'd, uh, probably like a sleepy dog, like like a St. Bernard. It'd be a St. Bernard. <laughs> Nate, what would your fursona be? 
I would be a turtle with a protective shell that I could suck into. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no that's just for trouble. If we go back to that, I'd be altered beast like from Sega, <laughs> so I could turn back into a human or a werewolf or something. By the way, I think I would be Baloo the bear. You'd be what? Baloo from from the Chuckle story. I would be a big big bear with a leather coat and a flying cat like uh from blue from um what's that cartoon tailspin tailspin i'd be blue from tailspin can inspector I'm... gadget be one <laughs> he's not an animal though he's a he's, he's a, not, he can be he, he can be in any, any gi joe character also as a furry as long as it's uh the sailor <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anywhere we can put pictures of these costumes for people to see? For yeah, we could, we could on the a, podcast page. We should be able to. Put a, I could put a link on the podcast page. All right. So let's. What did What did we learn from this? I learned that you really need three points. <laughs> three points of entry for any costume. You need uh, the costume. You need two two different costumes that you merge together as one costume, and then you need the ever-elusive third part, which is context. So you need to change the scene through context and then merge two binaries together. Uh, I learned that Chris has done some crazy shit than I ever realized as far as costumes go, and they're all amazing. I learned you gotta poke holes in your Godzilla outfit before you put it on. <laughs> You're in a world of hurt.